Hi, I'm Ken Lashton, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. What a wicked podcast. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An Elegant Weapon for the more civilized age. gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon episode 259 my name is jjm clark j the jedi ross ross jedi j and welcome to an elegant weapons fifth annual fan expo canada extravaganza 2017 oh boy what a good time indeed this year, for the first time ever in that five years, An Elegant Weapon was there under official press capacity, representing Podcast Detroit. PodcastDetroit.com. Check them out for An Elegant Weapon and all these other awesome, super, super cool, groovy shows. So yeah, we were there covering as press on behalf of Podcast Detroit, and uh, we had a great time indeed. Joining us tonight, all the way from Michigan... Friend of the show, cartoonist, artist, good friend of ours, Mr. J.P. Fosgett. Welcome back to the show, Jay. Thanks for having me back, Jay. You, of course, were here. You were in Toronto uh, last past weekend for Fan Expo, as you always are every year. Toronto is uh, like a second home to you, yes? Truly, truly is. It's always wonderful to have you back here. For those of you not familiar with Jay Fosgett, Jay Fosgett is a cartoonist, he works for Marvel Comics doing uh, covers. He's also done an issue of Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Uh, he's got an upcoming issue of Not Brand Eck that he'll be doing. You might have seen some of his awesome variants this year. He did a Deadpool variant. Uh, what else did you do? Jeez, I've done variant covers for Deadpool, Gwenpool, Avengers, uh, Jessica Jones, I've done interiors for Web Warriors, uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot, and now not Brand Eck, and an issue of um, Avengers. I can't remember. I might have just said that. Um, so <laughs> it's I, all right. I, Avengers been, is so nice you can mention them twice, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been all over the map with Marvel, and more stuff to come. And uh, you know, uh, on top of my normal duties, working for My Little Pony for IDW. Of course, yes, and, My Little Pony. Uh, Dead Duck and Zombie Chick for Source Point Press. Uh, we had some cool stuff go on with Jay at the show that we're going to tell you about. But first, we have to give a, a special announcement. This has already been announced to the public. Everybody knows this, but I think this is the first time, other than Jay's Facebook Live video, that you're hearing him and someone talk about this audibly, publicly, for the first time. But a lot of people have been wondering, what's Bodie Troll been up to? Where has Bodhi Troll been? For those of you not familiar, Bodhi Troll is Jay's own creator-owned uh, entity. He writes, he, he colors, he draws, he does every little bit of shebang, with some occasional help, of course, uh, having a call in the bullpen once in a while, and you just got too much flatting to do, or that or that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, contributors. But this is Jay's baby. It's Bodhi Troll. Uh, if you all don't know, it was put out by uh, Red Five years ago. It, it has since reverted and has now officially been picked up by Boom Studios. How exciting is that? Uh, it's it's fantastic. That's how exciting it is. It's amazing. So Bodhi is coming back uh, bigger and better than ever. Jay, talk a little bit about the return of Bodhi Troll. All right. Well, uh, as you mentioned, Bodie used to be with Red 5 Comics. It was there for about five years, and we had a nice little run there. Um, I, I consider it a really great springboard for what ended up happening with Bodie. Uh, when my contract ran out, and they were sort of doing their own thing at the time, and I wanted to do my own thing. So uh, I got the rights back to Bodie. I thought about some different places I wanted to shop it around, and the one place, the number one place on my list was Boom Studios. I'd had a little bit of experience working with them because I had done some covers for The Amazing World of Gumball and Adventure Time. And in both cases, my editor was a woman named Whitney Leopard. And uh, Whitney 
I was introduced to Whitney by an artist named Cassandra Heller, who is a, a brilliant uh, illustrator and painter and currently works for the Walt Disney Company doing backgrounds for their cartoons. And Cassandra recommended me to Whitney a few years back. So that's how that relationship established. So I went to Whitney and I said, look, I got Bodie back. Um, I'm very interested in presenting it to you, seeing if you think Boom might have any interest. And as it turned out, Whitney herself was a fan of Bodie. And Whitney said, yes, I can tell you right now, I'm very interested and I want to pursue this. It took the better part of a year to kind of you know, go back and forth with emails and phone calls and figure out what's what's going to happen and whatnot. We had a fantastic meeting at New York Comic Con last year uh, before the show. And Whitney, you could tell how passionate she was about bringing Bodhi there and how she didn't want to change anything. She wanted, you know, the, the pure uncut Bodhi, basically. Right. And so everything was just, you know, perfect. And then kind of lining up with all that, Whitney was suddenly put in charge of the Kaboom line of Boom Comics, which is their all ages imprint. And that gave us, you know, just that final push of clout to get Bodhi done and get it into to Boom. So for the past, oh, geez, at least six to eight months now, I've been, you know, I'm under contract with Boom and I've been working steadily and getting this book completed and I'm still working on it as we speak, and I'm in the final stretch with this week. And, uh, yeah, they just made the announcement, uh, I guess it would have been yesterday? Yes. Uh, yesterday, September 8th, they made the announcement uh, that Boom will be carrying Bodhi. And the book will be out in February 2018 in comic books and bookstores everywhere. Wonderful. Congratulations, man. I'm so happy for you. Just missed Fan Expo, though. Eh? That would have been a nice little Fan Expo nugget announcement. Uh. I would have loved it because honestly, you know, Canada is my home. Toronto is my home. And to be able to do, you know, have any sort of big reveal for Bodie there would have meant everything. But no worries. In 2018, I'm going to do so much uh, at shows and comic shops throughout southwestern Ontario and primarily the greater TDOT area. Um, it's going to be full on bodified in 2018. So. <laughs> this is so exciting finally because I've known about this for so goddamn long and haven't been able to say anything to like anybody. We've slipped once or twice, I think, uh, when recording in the past. <laughs> yeah, once and, or twice. Yeah, and you've had it. to be like, uh, I think we shouldn't have said that there. That's great. So look out for that, kids. Bodie Troll, uh, Boom Studios. Finally, we're going to be able to blather on about. Uh, so. Basically, the book is going to contain all the old Bodhi as well as new Bodhi. Correct, yeah. Uh, it's one big omnibus, 200-plus pages of, of Bodhi. All the previous material, all the new material, a lot of never-before-seen stuff that I've just created. It's it's going to be a collector's dream if you're a fan of Bodhi. And, and a certain podcaster I know has several uh, appearances within the book. Ooh. I wonder who yeah. that could be. <laughs> I don't know. No, honestly. Um, because uh, I say this with no false uh, pretense whatsoever, you're such a great friend and influence to me. Um, I wanted to have you be a character in the book. So I did create a character for you. It's not just, hey, Jay's in the background. Right, you were right. a very essential character in one of the stories. And Well, I'm honored, uh, sir. Thank you. I have you in another role, which you haven't seen yet. Oh, um, <laughs> I keep but, popping uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. yeah. I mean, I don't have colleagues in this industry. I have friends, and they're some of the best, like right. you. So. Oh. Well, uh, it's also well deserved, Jay. You deserve uh, you deserve the world, and I'm glad it's coming your way. And uh, we're all very very excited to see what happens with uh, our little Bodie Troll. Absolutely. Uh, let's segue this into what an eventful weekend we both had together at Fan Expo Canada 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, you were there, tabling as usual, but also uh, we added a little something new, and you threw a panel uh, for your Dead Duck and Zombie Chick radio play. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, Jay had an old school book. Not super old school, but you know, b before Bodie. Oh, yeah. Uh, dead Duck and Zombie Chick. At one point, it was just Dead Duck, and then Dead Duck and Zombie Chick. Uh, this recently, was it last year or over a year since SourcePoint? I feel like it was last year. I'm almost positive. It was around it was that long, yeah. Yes, it was, it was last spring. SourcePoint re released a one-shot Dead Duck book of never-before-published Dead Duck material that I had just been sitting on forever. Uh, Ape Entertainment. Uh, that previously published Dead Duck, we'd parted ways a long time ago, and I went to Travis McIntyre, publisher of SourcePoint, and he was totally on board with doing a one-shot, and it's grown. 
It sure has grown. Uh, it grew into a radio play that you all decided to do, which was produced here in Toronto uh, by the lovely Miss Allison Court. Yes. Uh, you all may know Allison Court. Uh, she was once Lunette on the Big Comfy Couch. She was Claire Redfield in Resident Evil. She was uh, Lydia Dietz in the Beetlejuice cartoon. Uh, and now she's actually got a really cool new show that I was watching earlier, uh, Miss the Cons. Oh, yeah. Is a new cartoon there, I believe, on YTV. Yes, YTV. Uh, but anyway, so she directed this for you. And, of course, our, uh, the mad genius, Travis McIntyre of Source Point, helped produce this for you. And you decided to do a live reading of part of one of the episodes. Or I guess that was a full episode, right? That was Yes, that was one of the four episodes that we right, produced. Right. So we did a live reading at Fan Expo in a panel. Uh, it was super cool fun. I was very honored to moderate and play a role. DJ Lou Garou, which was so much fun, Jay. I can't thank you enough for letting me be involved. I had an absolute blast doing that, being able to sit up there and have fun and read through that with you playing a part, you playing Dead Duck, uh, Allison, uh, of course, Cat uh, Anukai. Anukai. Cat Anukai. Yeah, I thought Inukai. it was when I first met Cat, I assumed she was. Of Asian heritage, because it sounds like an Asian name, but is actually Hungarian. She did a wonderful, incredible job as Zombie Chick. Cat is adorable and wonderful. Yeah, and of course, Source Pointers, Travis McIntyre, and uh, David, David Hayes, Hayes also yeah. participated. And we had a blast, man. It was super cool. Uh, lots of people came out. We recorded it, so you may get to see that live reading. But either way, you'll get to hear the show soon enough, whenever it gets released. And uh <laughs> Again, yeah. th thank you for doing that, man. That was so much fun. It was incredible. We were fortunate to have our friend Jolie Indevong from uh, Comic Book Syndicate out of Windsor record it for us and hoping she can get that all uh, edited for us soon so we can show that. She was recording a couple different panels that day. so It was lots of fun. I had a blast. I hope to get to do more stuff like that in the future, definitely. You know, so... Uh, yeah. We're thrilled to have you. Uh, very cool. Also, speaking of panels, you did a sketch duel on night one. And oh, yeah. What a sketch duel. I was so happy that I got to see that event. It was you. It was Sarah Richard, who mm -hmm. is a fellow, fellow pony artist of you. Of, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Let me rephrase all of that. Sarah Richard, <laughs> who is a, yeah. a fellow pony artist of yours. Yeah. Uh, she was there at the show, tabling right beside you, and she is super awesome and super nice. Sarah, it was very cool to get to know you um, a little bit. But uh, you guys, uh, she's from New Hampshire, I believe yes, she said, right? Correct. So you two Yanks are there uh, versus, and these weren't teams. This was all this was four way, but it was <laughs> it was both of the Clarkson kids, which was fantastic. It was Mr. Ty Templeton and Mr. Adam Gorham, which was super cool to have that lineup. So. Uh, I, I, I was curious at first because here you've got Ty, you, and Sarah, all accomplished cartoonists who have all done pony work now officially that Ty has as well. And uh, Adam Gorham, you know, I'm sure perfectly capable, but his style just absolutely on the outside of kind of what the other three of you are kind of used to doing, right? Well, so truthfully, I thought it'd be difficult. I thought he'd have a difficult time. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it was a pretty – I thought it was a nice eclectic mix because Sarah has a more painterly, almost dreamlike quality to her art. I'm flat-out cartoon. Right. Um, Ty is somewhere between traditional superhero and cartoon, and Adam is like modern, edgy, comic book superhero the way I see it. So yeah. um, I think they chose well. It, it was a, it ended up being a beautiful combination, but it's also the smarts. I mean, four really smart people there about how you go about things, right? That always goes a long way into what gets accomplished at these sketch tools, right? For instance, you all had to draw Link from The Legend of Zelda, and you drew a literal sausage Link <laughs> yep. in a Link costume. <laughs> so these kind of things are what make for good times at sketch tools. If, if you go to cons and you've never actually seen a sketch tool, go see a sketch tool. With anybody. Like, it's so, it's such a fun experience. It really, really is. So, in the end, it came down to a Darkwing Duck drawing. You all drew Darkwing Duck. Sarah drew kind of a painted, kind of inked version-y looking uh, duck with a Darkwing. I loved it. <laughs> right, right. You and Ty both did Darkwing Duck. His a little edgier, yours 
quite cartoonish as yours was basically Darkwing Duck. And then Adam Gorham. If anybody, if any of you out there are familiar with his work, think of his Ninja Turtle work especially. Busts out this Darkwing Duck. Hardly looks like a duck, but <laughs> it is a duck. It's just, it's incredible. And in, in, I'm sorry to say this, but hands down, won that sketch duel with that sketch. Uh, easily, easily took the show. I'm sorry. You guys all oh, know wonderful, incredible jobs across the board, of course. But if you're going to call it a duel or a battle, we have to proclaim a winner. And sorry, that sketch took it. It was unbelievable. Like everybody, how many people, so many people looked at that sketch and were like, I want to read this comic book. Like, how so this would be my last appearance on, um, on Jay's show. I yeah, just want everybody to know sure that. It is. So. Sure it is. You can't, you can't quit me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so that was super fun. How is it to be up there with people like that? Do you relax and draw? Do you feel the pressure? Uh, no, not anymore. I, <laughs> the first time I did a sketch duel was uh, last year's fan expo with Ty, and that was the first time I met Ty. And I knew what a legend he was, so that was intimidating. And uh, actually, I'm, I'm mistaken. Actually, my first time doing was with Scott Chandler, who I didn't know well, and he's such a laid-back cat. And we had a blast. The that was your first time, ever sketch duel? Yes, that was my wow. first ever sketch duel. The wow. second time I did it was with Ty. That was intimidating because, like I said, the guy's like the godfather of uh, Toronto cartooning, basically. So, um, But now it's like Ty and I are friends, Sarah and I are friends, Adam and I barely talked, but we're getting to know each other through Facebook now, and it's just friends farting around having a good time. So it nice, nice. doesn't stress me at all. So shall we get into what we've got to present for the people this evening? I think we better. That's well, why we're here. A little bit of an elegant weapon patented gorilla pod action. Tonight on the show, part one of an elegant weapons fan expo Canada extravaganza 2017 will feature Mr. Kevin Briones and Mr. Paul Limienko of Neon Black, Neon Black issue two. It's out. It's alive. It's out there, and y'all need to get it. I'm sure you've heard of me talk of Neon Black in the past. Love this book. It's good times. Y'all need to get on board to what these guys are doing. It's uh, it's Kevin Briones' brainchild, his baby. Uh, Paul, as his friend and confidant, came on board and adds something very, very cool, extra, and special to the book. Uh, but you guys will hear all about that, followed by a conversation with Mr. Nino Vincia. I hope I'm saying that right. It's an easy name to screw up once in a while, but it, 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 it's an elegant name. Do you know what I mean? It's, totally. Uh, it, you know, when you get it right. So I hope I got it right, Nino. It's um, hard to yeah. get everyone's names, actually, you know. Nobody yeah. can pronounce Fosgate except in Canada. After that uh, conversation, the Buzz Book of the Year, it was called, well, it is called Tommy Gun Banshee. It's by Malcolm Derricks and Todd Sullivan. And man, is it super, super cool. You all need to get your hands on this book. Pulp Paper, keeping the newsprint alive. Fucking love you guys for that shit. But it's a great super, title. Oh, it's a great title. It's a it's a great looking book. It's a well written book. I got home, I read it, and it's a lot of fun. So y'all got to check out Tommy Gun Banshee. Uh, the buzz was real, uh, as Katie Sawatsky had said, and uh, y'all need to uh, read that. So it's a conversation with Malcolm and Todd about that. Then it is a conversation with uh, Uncle Anthony, Uncle Anthony Redkazer of uh, Heroes of Homeroom C. He was there tabling with his good friend and artist. Although I'm only ever give, he's been on the show a few times, but I'm only ever giving him this one credit, no matter what work he ever does. Uh, he is the artist on uh, Highlander number one, which I am a, a, a very very proud owner of. Uh, Lee Motor uh, up from uh, Pennsylvania to hang out uh, with his good friend and our uncle Anthony Retgazer. So we talked to all them people. So how's that sound, Jay? Does that sound like a good part one? Uh, it sounds like a beautiful part one. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. So those are the conversations that we're going to bring to you. Bullet shot style. And I'll get weapon stylies. Uh, stay tuned for part two. Part two is going to be a lot of fun. Part two is going to feature Gabe Sapienza and Gibson Quarter uh, talking about the Raid 1 anthology. It's going to feature Ricky Lima of the Black Hole Hunters Club and Happily Ever After. Uh, Andrew Gilbert, he's a sculptor and he's a badass. 
in fact, Andrew, thank you, and thank you to all out there who attended an elegant weapons little evening after party soiree at the Lucky Clover Pub. Yes, indeed, you were there. I have to thank all the people that were there. We had a really, really cool time. Thank you all for showing up and uh, showing support and uh, enjoying uh, the, the commutative times. Uh, but Andrew Gilbert and I, we were the last men standing that evening, just so you all know. Uh, followed by that, a conversation with a mutual friend of ours. Uh, Hello, Skywalker herself, Tristan. Uh, we're going to speak with uh, Hello, Skywalker. After that, a little conversation with Alex Chung. It's been a long time coming. We only got a few words in, but we're going to have to definitely sit down for a full up one day with Alex because Alex is a really nice guy, and I'd like to talk to him more about his amazing talent. Uh, that segues into a conversation next episode with some dude, Jay Fosgett. Yeah, we had a little chat there. Uh, then it's a little, it's a little screwy. There's kind of two endings. We go a little bit of a Lord of the Rings on you because, uh, you will hear a little conversation recorded just after the show finished with Source Point Press's Casey Pierce and David Hayes. And then a little conversation from before the show finished because we always, of course, have to end it out with our good friend. She's been there since the beginning of the damn show, Sparkle Girl Jen. There, There is no ending without Sparkle Girl Jen. So that's how it's going to happen. That's going to be part two. But again, uh, part one, Neon Black, Kevin Briones, Paula Mienko, uh, Nino Vincia, uh, Tommy Gun Banshee, Todd Sullivan, and Malcolm Derricks, and of course, Heroes of Homeroom C, Anthony Rutgazer, and his good friend Highlander artist, Lee Motor. Jay, thank you so much for joining me tonight on this little introduction that turned into be about a podcast uh, within itself, but, uh-huh. uh, but that's okay because it's a, it's a joyous time for all. Fan Expo is great, and uh, congratulations again, Bodie Troll, coming to you kids from Boom Comics. How cool is that? Well, thanks for having me, Jay, as always. Anytime, kids. Here we go. Please enjoy Fan Expo Canada Stravaganza 2017. Good times. all heard me talk about it so many damn times. I'm going to continue to talk about the glorious epicness that is Neon Black. Uh, last year at the Mississauga Comic Expo, I was there making pot, buying comics, and I met this dude. can't believe I hadn't met this dude before then. Everybody else was like, what, you don't know Kevin Briones? And I was like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know Kevin, to be honest. How are you, Kevin? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Very good. This has been a fun fan expo. Yeah, it's been a great fan expo. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's been that good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's uh, receiving issue two well. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's pretty awesome when you when you come out with a book and, you know, when you come out with book two. Yeah. And, you know, it's been, it's been, I want to say flying off the shelves, but it feels like it's flying it's off on, the shelves. Go yeah. ahead. It's yeah. just saying, it's flying off the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> not not expected, though. I mean, the book got a lot of ground. It got a lot of buzz. It's a fantastic book, and you kind of cliff on it a little, so everybody's obviously excited yep. for issue two. What are we in for in issue two without spoiling too much? Um, well, we're going to see a little bit more of uh, kind of a world-building uh, issue okay. where you're kind of seeing everything that's uh, kind of outside of that, uh, that uh, initial circle. Of Alice and her her immediate parents, so right? Growth, so just more. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're gonna see what the rest of the world is like right, that right. they live in. So. so when did issue two for you become solid? When were you like, okay, one one's successful enough? Let's get starting on yeah, two. Right? It was it was almost immediately. Yeah. You know, as soon as I, because I have a like a four book kind of just arc. Um, oh, so you got this plan out from the beginning then. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. Um, but, you know, like, obviously it'll go into more afterwards. But, like, sure. for right now, the so initial story. you yourself to four. Just four so far as what's in your head. Yeah. It's not like a four-issue miniseries. No. It's going to keep rolling. It's going to keep rolling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, right uh, yeah, so as soon as we were done that, we are like, you know, I was talking to Paul. And Paul's like, when are we doing number two? Nice. So <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Now, where yeah. did you guys meet? Uh, we met in um, huh. it's, <laughs> sci-fi speed dating. No, no, I joke. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no. We actually met in. Uh, I've got a 
in a local drawing group called Spent Pencils. Okay, yeah, Spent Pencils. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, you know, there's uh, you know tons of awesome artists like Vince Sonico, Arnold Trinidad. So how does it work, Spent Pencils? Mm-hmm. I haven't got into many details about the outfit. Is yeah. it uh, like a meetup thing? How does the organization work? Where did it come from? Organization is a pretty loose term. <laughs> I'd say we're kind of like an Ocean's Eleven kind of okay, group. Right on. <laughs> yeah, I got where you. we're all like we're all kind of like from like different walks of life, but we'll meet up and do like these little shows and kind of disperse like thieves start? in the night. Like, how did that spawn into something where somebody decided to name it? Like, whose idea was oh. this gathering? Well, that was um, Arnold and Vince's. Uh, pardon me. And Adonis, I never, I never met Adonis, so I just—he was just there in the beginning, like. But uh, yeah, it was—I believe it was Arnold, and then this guy Adonis, and then Vince came after. Like he was the third spent pencil guy. Yeah. So we're also sitting here with Paul Limjenko, artist of Neon Black. Um, is it, do you do your job and then he does his job? How does it work? It well, you know, I write it right. and you know illustrate most of it, <laughs> and then uh, Paul does these amazing flashback scenes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he also like, you know, edits my work and kind of like pulls in the reins to you know let me know like when I'm going a little too off the rails. Okay. Have you yeah. been doing this a lot longer than him then, or is uh, this just the, a good relationship? The way I, it it's more of a more of a good relationship. Like uh, I've never done my own comic book before. Like, right. I mean, I, I, like everybody else here, I've read, consumed comic books, but it's I'm also like looking at like grammar mistakes because my family's always sticklers for grammar and stuff right, like that. Right, right, and right, and right. yeah, like I mean, it, I'm also like a fresh pair of eyes, so I'll see stuff of like, what if you do this? Or wait a minute, what about what happened to this thing? Right, or right, like just change right. things up, or I don't know, try to make suggestions. So sometimes. this. So this being your brain baby, mm-hmm. right? Drawing, writing. What made you decide to bring him in for those extra helps and those extra flashbacks and all that kind of thing? Were you just like the book needs more, or do you like I just like working with this guy? Um, you know, yeah. Number one, I just like working with him. Right. You know, we're good friends already. Right, right. And um, actually, it goes back to how we initially met too. Okay. Um, was that uh, so? We got to know each other in Sped Pencils, but we didn't realize that a long, long time ago that when my parents first moved to Canada, his aunt was my parents' first friends in Canada. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to hang out with his cousin all the time. And I remember they would always tell me, they're like, oh, our cousin is a really good artist too. And then, yeah, so we've, you know, we've, in the past, we've just kind That's of been awesome. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost meant to be. It's like yeah. you guys were destiny. Right? Yeah, it's like a family book now. <laughs> we're pretty much family now. <laughs> That's cool. So how long do you ride out issue two till we start getting issue three then? Have you started? Oh. Have you started penciling? Obviously, oh. have you written out the four issues, like the, the four issues that you've thought of so far? Are they written out or just well, kind of storyboarded? They're or? kind of, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're loosely structured. Okay. Um, at this point now, I'm trying to like lay down like the story beats. Okay. And then fill it in with Start script. Start your dialogue yeah. going and stuff. Right yeah. On. So <clears throat> it does. Do you separate the two completely? Do you write it then draw it, or is mm-hmm. there? things that influence each like when you start drawing something and does it make you maybe go back and change some dialogue or script it's yeah they kind of go they kind of go hand in hand right Right. I think I guess that's the benefit of being both writer and illustrator is you can kind of like tweak right you know visuals and words is it like though because you know when you got a team there can be a little tension if somebody doesn't want to change somebody of others or somebody really wants to stick behind an idea yeah is there an inner struggle in yourself as artist versus writer, are you like, you know, the well, writer in me knows this is right, but the artist <laughs> in me knows it has to change. Like, who, well, who wins out most of the time? A lot of the time, like, uh, you know, that's kind of where Paul comes in, <laughs> where he's okay, that he's right. that objective eye, right? Where right, he's like, right. okay, well, you know, that person doesn't necessarily need to say that at this point. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. So did you yeah. bring him in from the beginning and be like, I'm doing this book and I have these ideas for parts of it? Or did you get? Had you already started? And was like, you know, like I could use some help or something with this. I should get a hold of Paul. 
It was, it was a bit of both. Right. You know, I already kind of had the idea, but never really had it like fleshed out. Right. Um, but then we've always talked about like trying to do something together. Okay. Right. And then we're like, okay, well, how about how about we try this? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, and like yeah. our two art styles complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, in in that you know we're both traditional artists. Yes, you know? but yeah. <laughs> it's finer than that. You well, know? That's why I love Neon Black. And yeah. I, I love these styles of books coming along. Because, yes, it's traditional, but there's something yeah. else to it. There's something a little more... I don't know. Most people wouldn't have the time or the patience to put into this book what you guys, you especially, have put into it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's traditional, but it's like... I don't know. It's a little fuller. It's a little... Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't, I'm trying to find the word, you know? It's, yeah. Because it's not your typical superhero book. It's not even your typical sci-fi book. It's yeah. this fantasy kind of element to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And with, like, the deep colors you guys use and stuff. I don't know. It's. I think you're just selling it short. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? I think so, yeah. But I compare yeah. it into a lot, in like, the certain level. There's a lot of these books coming out right now. Like, Source Point has The Rot. And like Nora, mm-hmm. where they've got Sean Seal painting these books, you know, yeah. like straight up paint styles, right? And, you know, yours definitely fits into this. And there's a book out of Boston called, uh, no, it's not out of Boston. Where's Brian out of? I can't remember. I'm totally blanking. <laughs> but it's a book called Staunch Ambition. Oh, yes. I think I've told you about yeah, it. Yeah, like I think I'm show, following Your books on belong yeah. beside each other. And it's this nouveau style that, I don't know, maybe does it just look like yeah. it took longer than I think? Like, how long did it take you to, like, you know, from uh, pencils to colors, like, how long was the process? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to measure just because, like, you know, it's it's uh, in between family and full-time job, right? right. So it's always right. in, like, the off hours. So guesstimate your off hours, so like an hour to a night, or you, like, Shay Han, you disappear into your basement for the eight hours of the early morning. <laughs> I wish, mean? I wish. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, um... Yeah, it's probably about like an hour or two a night. Right. You know? It's not a lot. No. I would say the story part probably takes the majority of the time. Yeah, Yeah, right. So there's like. Yeah. Well. The story takes longer than put all the RT in. I would say so. Yeah. Like. um, Just the care of it? Or. I think so. And that's also. Maybe it's also because, well, the story is mainly Kevin, right? So then with the art, you can split split the load. Right, Right. Right. So. Um. But yeah, to get, I mean, you, you can have the greatest artwork, but if the story isn't good or isn't solid, then everything else just falls apart. Right. But I, I, I'm just surprised by that. Just the, just the physical act of what goes into a book this nice. You know, it just seems like you know it would take like for fucking ever. So that I mean, just, just surprises me. I figured it'd be quicker to get that story hashed out. I mean, also yeah, like the the challenge too is like figuring out what those visuals are exactly okay you know so this goes back to what you were saying about how yeah it's definitely a bounce back and forth between the two melding yeah. together you yeah. your own kind of team yeah and you bring in the third wheel into your own twisted double-sided yeah. mind <laughs> yeah that's great well what you guys have yeah. created it's fucking awesome you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but more about paul <laughs> Uh, tell me a bit more, because we haven't really chatted. So, no. where are you from? What do you do? How'd you get into all this bullshit? <laughs> um, from born here, uh, I, I guess I started with spent pencils, right? My first, first few conventions were. When, when did spent pencils start? How long has this been going? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm gonna say around ten years. It's been that long. Something like that, yeah. Oh, at no least ten you guys years. Are fuzzy on the history. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I it's gotcha. it's before me, yeah, and. And I was going past Silver Snail when it was back on Queen. Right. And then I saw artwork in, in the display window. I'm like, I want my artwork in the display window. Nice. So I went inside and asked, asked uh, the staff there, like, who, who is, whose artwork is in there? So then they told me, like, some guy named Arnold Trinidad. <laughs> and I got, dude. yeah, and I got it. And then so, and then there's a group called Spent Pencils. So then I used the power of the internet, found them. And and then I met him actually outside of here, uh, at a comic at the Toronto Comic Con when it was really small when it was pretty much just right, just yeah. books. Yeah. 
yeah, and then from there, then I then uh, started tabling with them, and then a few years later, here I am. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. So, as, as has this been it for you, or is there any other books you've worked on? Yeah, but mainly covers. This is the biggest one, like my the biggest part I have, just because, like, if I were to do a full book. It would take me too long to do. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just because I, I don't know. Because I'm, I guess I'm used to doing like covers and single images. That I want, I, I, I take time to t- to look at each one as critically at each panel as critically as a cover. Right. Right. Like even even the way I do it is individual panels as opposed to one spread of a page. You're very hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. But I, I guess. But you gotta. You, you can't just settle with your artwork, right? No, you just, absolutely. It's you a got, fantastic yeah. attitude to treat each panel yeah. as important as a yeah. cover. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I, 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 when the when the deadline comes, like, I, I wanted to redo this panel, Kevin, but I didn't have time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are you fairly quick yeah. then, or? Um, no, I, I, I like, um, for Kevin, his, his, uh, his book or his part of the. This part of Neon Black takes a bit longer than my part, and I only have only uh, two and a half pages of artwork in the first book and five pages of artwork in the second. Meanwhile, well, you got a promotion, <laughs> least, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, double, yeah. double the amount. Nice. But it still takes me pretty much just as long to do my artwork as it does for Kevin to do his. Were you at Mississauga Expo? Um, yeah, I was just... Why did we barely talk? Were you being all shy? What the hell? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I, w- I wasn't... He had his own table, and I was just uh, Oh, you were at the same table. Um, That's what I mean. Were you guys, like... No, well, well, well it or? was tight, so I was, like, kind of sitting in the middle of the aisles. Okay, I see <laughs> or The middle saying. of the section, not really at sitting at a table. That yeah, was so. a great show, though, man. Yeah, it we was. Not only did I discover your guys' book out of yeah. that, but that was just a, a fantastic lineup. Yeah. And this year's looks crazy. Are you guys going back or? No, I think there was a. It was oh, yeah, we oh, missed the application. that's right. We missed just the straight up, no excuses. No. Kevin goofed. <laughs> I we did. Missed it. I totally we missed goofed. it. That's and all right. I'm I, sorry, Jason, and I really wish I could be a part of it. Are you gonna come though? You come oh, hang yeah. out? Definitely. Right, yes. We'll be. You'll be there. So, uh, you both have been drawing since you've been little toddlers running around and shit then, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, I still remember my sister forcing me to wash off the crayon off the wall. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so, oh, cards. Cards are going around. Don't forget the card. Yeah, that's why he's like, here's Good times. Yeah. So, uh, what, anything else on the horizon? Or are you just totally going to focus on this together? Like you say, yeah. the part of the book isn't quite as uh, time-consuming as Kevin's. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't I don't write it. Yeah, so that's all for me for, for Neon Black. Like, I'm always open to do other stuff for... Um, well, you are a straight-up illustrator yeah, as yeah. well. And uh, talk about these prints a little bit, like mediums and stuff, because these are gorgeous. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so I use gouache, which uh, some people don't know is, like, watercolor and acrylic mixed together kind of it's not literally mixed together but it has similar qualities like you can okay. use it like a washer you can use it thick like acrylic but it dries fast so yeah is this very uncommon because i feel like i've never heard of this technique yeah i think it's pretty uh, it's it's not that well known like how did you come across it um research and i found out by like stalking alex ross <laughs> oh, okay, so pretty this much is something he does. I totally yeah, see. He, it. Now that you mentioned yeah. that, and I'm looking at this Joker kid. By the way, what's the, yeah. what's the inspiration behind this? What uh, seven year old Joker? <laughs> that was from uh, uh, Return of the Joker, the movie. It was a Batman Beyond movie, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything. But then the, the um, this image is based on that. Right. I'm of, not remembering you know? that part from it. Can I spoil it? Yeah, you can spoil it. It's <laughs> okay. been goddamn. That thing's been out for years. That's so, true. And you just yeah. got a, a hefty spoiler warning. So yeah, what part was that? So know. it's a flashback where 
uh, Robin gets kidnapped by Harley Quinn and then tortured by the Joker and turned into Joker. So Tim, that's Tim Drake, not Joker as a kid. That's Tim Drake at the, that gets tortured. Oh, <laughs> and, so yeah. you just, he looks a little, yeah, okay. Yeah, and right. the whole Christopher Nolan kind of universe. You just kind of it up a tiny bit? Well, the, the way that, I guess it was Bruce Tim that designed it, is he looks really small and young, so I decided to okay, do that. Okay, yeah, and, it's creepy. Yeah, man. and it's because creepy. he looks so much younger, it looks a lot worse or torturous because it's he looks more innocent right as opposed to also, what a seven-year-old probably looks a lot yeah, older yeah, and taller yeah. right but it's be- creepy because it makes me picture my six-year-old like in that situation yeah like that. yeah i was drawing my nephew or thinking of my nephew at the time it was probably about that age which is kind of brutal for me to think of my nephew yeah. going through that but <laughs> well, hey, you have to reach as an artist. Yeah. You have to find that inspiration yeah. sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, and I get different, I get mixed reactions. and Yeah, so I, I'm actually, the the original of that sold years ago, but I never knew who it, who it went to because it was bought as a gift. Okay. And just this past comic convention, like two, two days ago, this woman comes up and says, who's responsible for this print? And I'm like, I am. I thought I was going to get in trouble because who says who's responsible for this, right? Right, right. And she said, I, I own it. It's in my office. <laughs> like, oh, it's you. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. That yeah. must be nice to hear. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. great. Like, I always wondered who it went to because it's also like one of my most popular things that I've done. Right, right. So it's nice to know that it's actually being uh, appreciated. Yeah, it's out in the real world. Yeah. Not just in some comic geeks. Or yeah, in, in, in a cl- or in a closet yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff, man. So Kevin comes to you. Yeah, he's like, I got these ideas, and you hear the story and such. What are your yeah. first thoughts? Well, I well when I hear somebody coming up to me with like an idea, I'm like, okay, let's design everything. Nice. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what we first did before we actually really started getting to the meat of the first book. Like it was me, I think we, it was also Daniel Wong and maybe a bit of Arnold that we were doing uh, concept designs okay. of like different different things like because there's uh, the city of Atlantis and then there's like all these other there's all, all these other characters and stuff and like there's a whole world that we need to build first. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. World building's um, exciting. Right? It was different stories. So one of the ideas was uh, in in spent pencils. One of the one of the our kind of group ventures was going to be where he's going to kind of group together and kind of like build each other's books right right um and so there's a few of us who had uh specific ideas um but neon black was kind of the most fleshed out at the time right right um and then you know the way the way everything goes um you know people got pulled in different directions, whether it be the day job or whether it be life in general. Um, And uh, I was kind of stuck with mine. And uh, yeah, then at which point I had approached Paul with those ideas, see if he wanted to like keep going with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, The response to this book has been fantastic. Uh, Did you... Were you worried and nervous, or did you expect it to kind of do okay? But did you have any idea that it would take this well? I was, I was hoping it would do okay. Yeah, of <laughs> you know, I guess that's a stupid yeah. question. That's kind of a dumb question. Yeah. of course, you never expect how big something could get. But yeah. I mean, this is a book of the year, guys. Really it's hard to anticipate because, well, yeah. one, you're like indie, right? So, yeah. like, you don't know how big you can get. But this community, you know, it's a tight community. Yeah. It's grown in its tightness and size, if that yeah. makes sense. But it's like the bigger it gets, yeah. uh, the more positive it gets, yeah. the more people hold each other up. And things like the Mississauga Comic Expo, yeah. which, you know, led me to your guys' book, which I'm still astonished that I hadn't <laughs> heard of this shit going on. Every, everybody's like, oh, you don't know Kevin? What? <laughs> I may know a lot of people, kids, but I don't know everybody. <laughs> but I am working on it, and uh, it's very cool to know you guys. And I appreciate your work fantastically. This is going to be a fun ride, going on the neon black ride. Uh, and I'm expecting that my number two is hidden around here somewhere. Yep, it is. Um, right now, where can the kids get the damn book? It's in a few shops, a bunch of shops. It's yeah. in a few shops. It's in Silver Snail. Uh, it's going to be in Gotham. Uh, city collectibles. Nice. nice. Um, Gotham Central. Gotham Central. <laughs> yeah. What up, Carlos? And um, it's in Heroes World, up okay. in Brampton. Brampton. Yeah. 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 
Um, and we're good. We're hoping to like visit other comic book shops to Spread try and around. get it in there. All right. Well, our first order of business will have to be to get it into Altered States. Yeah. Down in Clarkson. Okay. And uh, the Comic Connection out in Oakville. Our good friend Mr. Rob Lance out there. I know those guys will put a fantastic book like this on the shelf. Awesome. Uh, other than that, is it available online or? Yep, it's available online through our Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, facebook.com slash neonblackcomic. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm trying to find different ways. Like, I have it on Store Envy. So if you go on Store Envy and do a search for Neon Black Comic, you can find it there. Um, and, yeah, trying to get it through. Uh, you can always contact either myself or Paul through our Instagram accounts. There you go. Uh, mine's GoMan7. GoMan7! Yeah. And Paul's. What is that, Go Man 7? What's that from? Oh, interesting story. Right. <laughs> that one. How much more tape do you have left I in this? Plenty of <laughs> how much, how much more tape do you have in this little doohickey? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Go Man is actually, was actually my first book. This is right. That I, know I had worked this. on. You, yeah. You've told me this story, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. to kind of. You know, to keep it short and sweet, Neon Black is almost like the the, the last chapter in the Goman storyline. Right, I remember you explaining yeah. this to me now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. throughout, um, you know, throughout this, uh, you know, throughout this Alice's journey right. in Neon Black, you're gonna have like these glimpses back into the Goman storyline as well, right? So. Yeah, which is also another reason why I brought Paul on is because he's familiar with the Go Man storyline itself too. Okay. Yeah. Little Easter eggs I get to render. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, guys. And and also, uh, I got to give you guys kudos because you're always smiling, you're always happy, you never. You know, you're so positive about this whole thing, and you're just nice guys. Yeah. You're just <laughs> nice guys. You know, people appreciate nice guys making awesome comic books, and we need more of that out there. Uh, and you're humble fellows, and uh, but you deserve all the praise that's been going on, man. Nice. Thanks, it's man. It's fantastic thank you. stuff. Paul, thank you, sir. That's thank Paul so Limjenko. I'm saying that, right? Limhenko. Limhenko. Yeah. I really? Don't know, I don't know why, but the G is pronounced like an H. Really? Yeah. Fucking comic artists. Y'all got the most <laughs> whacked out names in the world. Really? There's always silence this and fucking asterisks that. And of oh, course... And actually, Paul, you gotta tell them your Instagram account too. Oh, my Instagram account is Paul underscore Limhenko. There you go. L-I-M-G-E-N-C-O. Very cool. Of course, all the links will be up on the site and everything, kids. But uh, Kevin Briones, thank you so much, fellas. Neon Brown... Stay four kids, and we had fun last night, didn't oh, we? Yeah. yeah, we we had a good time. Uh, it's day four. Um, Neon Black issue two is available. You should have been here. If you're at Fan Expo, you should have picked it up. If you didn't, well, it's your fucking loss. But uh, get out there, get online, and uh, pick it up, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Kids, I'm here with Nino Vasia. Got to meet you at a Burlington toy show, yes. oddly enough. Yes, one of the not-so-greatest conventions I've ever been to. <laughs> well, those are cute little fun days. Yeah, they're all right, they're all right. Well, I was just amazed to meet you, see the quality of your illustration work. Thank you, sir. I've ne never heard of you before, which is kind of crazy. But you're fairly new to the comic Yeah, absolutely. Scene, right? I've only been doing conventions for, like, a couple of years now, so starting to build like an online presence and get my work out there so um, yeah man it's been pretty exciting now when i first talked to you i was like any plans for comics or this and that and you didn't really have anything kind of too solid but now last time i spoke to you i kept saying like yeah i might have something in the works but now we've actually released a book on kickstarter and uh it's called the warden's call and basically it's a hundred page novel with 12 illustrations in it so it's half art book half novel that's cool man that's yeah cool it's idea. super exciting with the medium a little bit absolutely you know I mean? and the kickstarter is presently on so the kickstarter is currently available right now we're as of today we're at 87 percent funded nice. uh with 14 days left to go that's fantastic so man. yeah it's really exciting so really exciting stuff absolutely i'm pretty i'm pretty positive we're gonna get funded so cool. people will actually be receiving a book now when you say we who is we so I'm doing the illustration and my brother's actually doing the writing for this book. So it's, oh, it's a, a family yes, it's a very cool collaborative effort between the two of us. That's cool. Have yeah, you man. always 
like kind of worked well together or done stuff together? Uh, so uh, not too much, but uh, recently we've actually decided, you know, what what is something cool that we could actually do together? And he discovered that, you know, he's he has a, a passion for writing. So it's just kind of something that came up and, and now here we are. Yeah, man. So uh, Kickstarter-wise, any cool rewards? What do you got Absolutely. Going? So we have Kickstarter exclusives going on. Uh, there's the Holy One tier, which basically you get the book, an exclusive print, and the exclusive bookmark. Uh, from there, you can also get all of the prints available in the book in uh, 12 by 18 size. So there's 12 total. Uh, and the higher tiers, you can actually get a commission done by me. Very cool. Yes, a very cool oh, bus. Kids, don't miss out on that. That's Absolutely. very cool, dude. Because you, you, you are a talented individual. Thank you. Your illustrations. You're too are kind, off the wall. man. I'm really not. Your illustrations are off the wall, man. I'm just stating facts. I appreciate to be that. Honest. Thank you. So, uh, without spoiling the warden's cell, can you give us kind of a rough. Outline? Warden's call. Warden's call. Yes. It's all good, buddy. Yeah. So, to give you a very general synopsis of the book, I recommend checking out the Kickstarter video just to clarify. But, of course. Uh, in my words, I would say. Uh, the book is about uh, a bunch of gods that we call aspects, how they rule over humans, uh, and one god's journey for salvation. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you man. Right? That's Which I'm not surprised by, because it's always been the style of your art is high fine fantasy illustration. Thanks, right? man. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I just I have a huge passion for just everything fantasy, and that's what I, I want to show to the world, basically what I'm about and so right. this this book really displays that I feel okay so other than obviously being happy getting the work out there to a new audience uh, just in general becoming part of the Ontario comic book community and the con life how's that been for you oh uh, it's been pretty good like every, as of this year like every time I come out to a convention people are actually you know seeing my work over and over again I'm getting repeat customers and new fans and all that sort of stuff and uh, through social media people are actually coming to visit me through that just just by me posting where I'm at, and it's it's really exciting to actually you know meet people I've never met before specifically through social media. So right. I feel like you know having an actual venue for me to come to and people you know or to meet fans is, is incredibly exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, so happy for you. Yeah, thanks, it's buddy. Three times it's fun to watch, but it's all new and yeah, fresh. Man. It's but, awesome. I mean, it's not like you're jumping in as an amateur. I mean, somebody would come by and think that you'd be probably doing cons for 10, 15 years. <laughs> you're working stuff, yeah. you know? Uh, so. I mean, like, I've been taking it seriously my whole life. Or, sorry, I've been doing it my whole life, but yeah. I've been taking it seriously for about the past three years now. Right on. So right. I just figured, like, what better what better time to do things than, than now? Just, you know. How old are you? Today? I'm 25. Oh, you're still a pup? you got lots <laughs> of time to go. I hope so. We'll see. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So if people go to Kickstarter, just straight up the world. Yeah, so call. you go on a Kickstarter, look up the warden's call uh if you don't want to go to kickstarter you can go right to my website it's ninovisha.com and there's a direct link to it so very cool kids go check it out i'm not even killing this is kidding this is like fine fantasy illustration at its best yeah. you're the best thanks man Thank thanks for coming so by much. i appreciate it buddy tabs, so absolutely when the kickstarter succeeds and is funded we'll hook up again sounds and good we'll, we'll keep following the story oh, you're the man i appreciate very it buddy cool. awesome. all right pal Here we go, kids. Todd Spellman. Is that right? Todd Sullivan. Todd Sullivan. Yes. Todd Sullivan. Sullivan, yeah. Malcolm Derricks. Yes. Yeah. Todd That's Sullivan. That's me. Malcolm Derricks. Now, you guys, how does it feel to have the Buzz Book of the Year at Fan Expo Man. Canada? <laughs> we did not expect it. No. Man, like, there's people coming up to us, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. But it's great. You seem excited, and like I don't know. I didn't. I've never had that before. It's really nice. It came out of nowhere. You made the book pretty much without any kind of fuss or like any kind of promo or any kind of you know this is coming. You kind of are letting it speak for itself, which is a brilliant thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Me and Todd, we you know we've been working on like this stuff for a while, and we've like been like oh we're doing stories, and but this like this book, yeah, we didn't really have much build up to it we just kind of were like let's kind of go out here and like release yeah. it yeah, we decided if we're going to do this let's just do this let's just do it and um, he, he was working on a longer story but he had in a sense in practicing he wrote these shorter ones and I said well these are awesome I, I definitely want to do them and so I started working on them and we thought well let's do these get them together and in a sense cut our teeth on it and uh, next thing you know one thing led to another and found a printer and we talked about doing it ourselves at first we looked at others and then we just said no let's 
let's do our own thing. That's awesome. You know, let's so. just keep it independent. Yeah. Of course, the book we're talking about is Tommy Gun Banshee. Yeah, Tommy uh, Gun Banshee. Where did this come from? Where was this uh, oh, the idea inspired from? Ah, uh, it's like it was a long time. It, this was one of the first kind of ideas I had when I was like, I want to do comics. I was like, I want to do something. I, I I had this just thought in my head of the phrase Tommy Gun Banshee, and and I love. 1920s like prohibition gangsters I love those kind of tales and I I wanted to do kind of a supernatural spin on that and I actually I did like a like a test version like with my own art and I remember showing it to Todd and Todd was like we met and I was Todd was like I hope you don't mind I did a I did a little version of your character here and he shows me this page and I was like well shit now you have to draw it from now on and and we basically, it started We were when we were doing like Ty Templeton's class was yeah. when we first kind of... Oh, so you both took the boot camp together? Yeah, we okay, took boot camp. Yeah. We were in the writing class together and that's where we met. Uh, and we were like, you know, let's just do some stories and stuff. And we've been working on this one for a while. It seems like we both like like the aesthetic and we love... Uh, we love the idea. Well, so. obviously, a lot of people are liking the aesthetic because, it's I mean, not many people, unless people over this weekend who have bought it have had a chance to read it, but it's one of those books that you see mm-hmm. and you're like, I must read this just because there's no way it's not cool as shit. Oh, thanks, man. Um, you are known. Well, I don't know. You'll have to explain how much of it is to you, but, you know, your involvement with Hogtown Horror, mm-hmm. which is a book that you guys decided to go with pulpy stuff. Yes, yeah. Uh, and you have continued that tradition. Was that your idea for Hogtown? Uh, like, I, how did that come about? I'm not sure who first brought it up, but I was definitely in support of it. Uh, and the benefits of it are, like, I think pretty clear in that it's, you know, it's cheaper to make books like that. Also, if you are making that conscious choice to do it on pulpy paper, you can take advantage of that. And you can, like, try to play up those elements. And we wanted for Hogtown to do some sort of EC Comics kind of tribute. Uh, you know, like those like old horror comics, and we wanted to do the same thing here with this. We felt like it was suitable for the content and the aesthetics to be on pulp paper, uh, and so yeah, we just we just kind of did that here. And this was a conscious choice, I think. I think I might have. Did I suggest this, or did you see Hawktown? And I'm not sure how it came about, but I think we both were in favor of it. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't involved in Hawktown, so. Yeah. But as far as going pulp, oh pulp, um, that's just a. I know I did something I wanted to do. Um, I just liked it better. I felt um, to me comic books were just too expensive for kids to buy. Yeah. And I like the idea of a kid being able to go into a store with change instead of bills and buy a comic that's book. Right, noble. And uh, sure. well. <laughs> No, it's just, it's just I, you know, I grew up when I still remember the Peter Parker's spectacular Spider-Man with the emblazoned thing saying, "Still only thirty-five cents." Yes. You know. Nice. And then because they just jumped up so much, and but not everyone does the uh, newsprint, so we got lucky and and found a place. Fantastic thing. I, I, I never forget opening Hogtown Horror and being like, "You're kidding." Yeah. And I think the first time I felt it was at this Saga, uh, saga yeah, yeah. Expo. The fact that you guys have continued that tradition in this book makes me so happy. Yeah. And I, I want all books to look. At, it's the feel. It's not just the, the look. Like This looks like a comic book that could have been made, has been sitting in a box for 10 years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When yeah. you pull it out, it's something that somebody could have had in their collection for ages, which is super cool. Yeah. It's not this big, shiny, glossy kind of... Not there's anything wrong with those other styles. For sure. But this is sure. this is something that I think is important to the the texture. A lot of people, it's like, hi, go yeah, ahead. Do you want to yeah, talk to ahead. people? Yeah, yeah. This gets edited later. If you want to talk to people or yeah. need to answer questions, yeah, that's an excellent poop emoji hat you have. <laughs> that is fantastic. It's very nice. Yeah, the book is three dollars if you're interested. There's three full stories in it. It's a 1920s tale of a gangster who is haunted by the spirit of a beautiful ghost, the Banshee. Uh, and it's about his life. He goes on these uh, kind of journeys. He he takes out kind of contracts for the mob, and uh, it's about what happens to him. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Now I don't have to ask you to give the elevator pitch. <laughs> I'm sure you've given it a million times oh, this weekend. Yeah. Right? So three dollars. Yeah. 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 Uh, explain. Well, like like Todd was saying, we wanted to make it affordable for people. We didn't want to kind of gouge people, and at the same time, like because of the choices we made, we were able to you know sell the book for that and still like kind of. You know come away with something so we thought hey three dollars three stories in it that makes sense way to not be greedy and sensible like yeah. that's awesome well we, we got a big print run too which 
kept the cost down because if you only I found if you only get a small amount, of course the the cost of printing is in the setup and everything else. It's, it's not bolt, yeah, yeah, so we got literally a few well, in the thousands. Right on, yeah. So it cost Dirt well, cheap. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So where are you going to spread it out to then? Just all the shops right now? Yeah. What's the plan? Well, our plan after this is we have a few other conventions. We're going to be at the Winnipeg Comic Con, oh, and yeah. we're hoping to have a Kickstarter up and running by around that time uh, to promote not only this book but the second one that we are already working on and kind of in the beginning stages of processing it. Uh, and it's going to continue like on on this kind of paper, this newsprint paper. Um, and we want to have a Kickstarter that's not just like. One thing I noticed with Kickstarters, I love them, but it's like, oh, I ordered this like six months ago. I've forgotten yeah. what the pitch is. Yeah. Um, with this one, we want to have a Kickstarter that, you know, you pay it and then immediately once it goes through, you've already got one book on in a way because it's already there. And then the second book, you know, like it's almost like a kind of like an advanced kind of purchase kind of type deal we're trying yeah, to go yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. We want it to basically be like, like people will have an immediate kind of like, oh, this is great, immediate gratification, but also they'll know later on that there's more coming and that we're working hard on it with the content, they, with the money they've already given us. Right, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Is this your first solo full comic, like non-anthology type thing? Yeah, it's yeah. me and Todd's first, yeah. Both of your first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, this is one hell of a debut, fellas. Like, no shit. Thank you. It's an incredibly impressive situation. I really, really hope the story's not shit, Malcolm. Oh, man, you know, Now that I'm I, uh, sitting here and I'm pumping this up, when I read it, I man, really, I'm sure. I'm going to get an I'm angry sure message from you later. No, but it has. Uh, I mean, yeah, within the community, with all our friends and all the creators, everyone is really, really stoked about this book. Yeah. So I'm really happy for you guys for that. It's a fantastic way to start things like a Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to add or where people should yeah. find the Kickstarters? Um, or when they, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be posting that up like we're going to be we were kind of like, you know, kind of came in very quiet into Fan Expo, but we're going to be very, very loud with the Kickstarter. Right we're going to be appearing at shows and like we're going to be talking about it everywhere we can. You know, yeah. we'll be trying to like, you know, it will be one of those things where you'll hear about because we'll be shouting it from a rooftop sort of deal, you know, like, we'll be like hey, everybody. Well, I hope that one of the flugelhorns you use on the top of that mountaintop is, in fact, an elegant weapon. Yes, so it will be. So when things are ready and when you're yell, ready to yell and shout and scream, you give me a holler. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to do, of course, an entire sit-down episode talk about Tommy Gun Banshee. Oh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, awesome. honestly. This That's is fantastic. Todd Sullivan over here. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is Malcolm Derricks over here. Tony hey. Gunn Banshee. Guys, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Right on. Here we are, finishing her out. It's almost <laughs> done with Uncle Anthony and Mr. Lee Motor. Hello, Hello, everybody. It's been a pleasant weekend. It has. You seem to be cheery. Why wouldn't I be? Well, I'm at a convention. Sure you. <laughs> yes, and everybody, everybody says that. And then you have to realize that... I'm happy here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's well, been a big change for you over the past year or two that, you know, you've been actually making comics. You are a much happier individual. Yes. And it shows that it's proof, kids. You have to chase your dreams, right, Lee? Yeah. Like, if you're one day sitting there and you're like, you know what, I want to draw a goddamn Highlander comic book. <laughs> you make that shit happen. And what did you do, Lee? You drew a goddamn Highlander comic book. You bet your ass I did. <laughs> So what's going on these days, man? Oh, I'm well, I just finished uh, the first draft of a plot for a uh, graphic novel. I'm hoping to kickstart sometime, either you know, maybe near the end of this year or next year. Right uh, the idea is to hopefully have uh, a nice hardback edition nice. ready to go by next year's Fan Expo. Very cool, man. Yeah. Well, when you get that Kickstarter hop and get to come on the show and special. I know Anthony for some reason is the only one with the magic stone that calls you into existence. Yeah. Other than that, it's, you're pretty much impossible to find. <laughs> so. He's a figment of my imagination. <laughs> which proves I'm pretty good because, man, yeah. I imagine some good art out of him. Where do you hide down in uh, Pennsylvania? Right? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Did you do a lot of shows down there? 
No, not really. I'm not really a big show guy. Uh, so it's really just when Anthony's like, get off your ass, get out to Toronto, left yeah. sushi and comic books. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody will drag me up to Albany for a little show up there that uh, does very well by me. Right so, on. Yeah. Well, we should get you out to the great Philadelphia Comic Con. Oh, nice. Right now, you're, you're in the same state. You yeah. That far, right? Yeah, no, that's... So, uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be fun times. Man. Yeah. We always go down there every April. Reading Street Station. Sorry? Reading Street Station. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's this big, it, it's an old uh, train station that they converted into a gigantic uh, shopping and, and, and eating area. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of stuff there. Yeah, that'd be cool to check out. And if we could ever get you... Uh, Cross the border not again? black, I guess we could bring you. Yeah, yeah, I'll change it. black. So, yeah, so so no America. Yeah, so I'm an endangered species in America. <laughs> Ridiculous. And I was hoping, like, at the beginning of the year, when you're like, "Screw this, I'm not doing America this year. I don't feel safe." You thought it was crazy. I, I thought it would peter off. I thought no. it would kind of you get to a point where you'd be so tempted to at least do New York or something. I'm tempted. Right. But I'm like, black. Yeah. <laughs> black, and I. And I'm a loudmouth. Listen, you know, when 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 cops in Georgia are telling people, calm down, we only shoot black people. My guess is I take can do for it. Yeah, my guess is take yeah, let's take their word for it. I, I I'm just gonna stay where I am. I, I, I love coming to the States. I, I would love to I wanna visit him in Pittsburgh. I wanna go to Vegas. I wanna I want to cross the border, but I don't want to. I don't. I. I don't even want to cross the border into Buffalo to go shopping right now. Right. It's just. It's. The border itself is scary. Yeah. Never mind what's on the other side. It's itself. It's a lottery I don't want to win, so why buy a ticket? Yeah. No. No. I hear you. Good evening. Here we go. Yeah. And that's about it. You drive up. Yeah. How long is that? It's about a six-hour drive. No, oh, that's closer than Philly. Yeah, it's no big deal. Oh, that's right on indeed. Yeah. It makes so. I know it makes Anthony still happy when you come up here. Really. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he? He's got his buddy back. Cool. <laughs> uh, so what's the name of that thing you're gonna work on? Can you uh, say yet? Or? Yeah, it's called Amazing Grace and the Iron Eagle. Very cool. And it's uh, all about the. Girl heroes and uh, teenage girl heroes and uh, giant robots and kaiju's and city stomping nice. and that all sounds it's like awesome. Everything I loved uh, growing up as a kid, right uh, tried to jam it into this. All right, so kids, we have to pay attention. Uh, I'll shout it from the mountaintops when the Kickstarter gets going. Man. Awesome. If I somehow can, in some way, get in touch. With you. You're not yeah. online at all. No. Like zero. Zero. Zero residual presence. Well, he has. The world email you? I have email. He has, he has a Twitter. That I don't that, that, I, to, that yeah. I update more than he does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll just go through Anthony, you let me know when it's time to start shouting. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of Lee Motor, get a hold of me. And uh, and uh, listen, you want a commission out of them or something? Uh, get a, we'll work out a price. Uh, I'll make them draw. Uh, barter tax. Yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, and Heroes of Homeroom C, of course. Give me an update. Uh, should go to print. It should go to the printer inside the next 10 days so it should be in people's hands by uh mid-october i'm hoping i i am hoping to have it in my hands at mississauga comic expo so uh so all the kickstarter people you can expect to see your book soon and i'm damn happy it's uh i'm working on new homeroom c uh, yeah, yeah, I am, I am, and then and I'm I'm already working on more homeroom C material. Well, you'll have to come over then to the studio since you'll be in the saga. I can actually get you into the house so we can sit down and fucking talk. Aren't you still about in Burlington? I just in Carson. Oh right. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, I'm not that far. I'm used to. I'm used Anthony Retgazer, Lee Motor. Yes, thank sir. you, gentlemen. Thank you. Always a pleasure. As always. <laughs>